0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. When I was a kid, we lived in the country, and on the road we lived on, our little driveway was a gravel driveway. It was kind of a circular little drive-in one side and drive out the other, but it had gravel. So it was full of rocks. And one of the things I loved to do when I was a kid was go out there and pick up rocks and just and throw them and not just throw them randomly but there was a street light there and so I wanted to throw them at the pole and I would do like how far back can I get and throw and get my aim and hit the pole and it was a game that I played and I enjoyed doing it my parents would tell me, don't throw rocks. And I got in trouble for continuing to go out and throw rocks and throw rocks at this pole and 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 try to work on my aim. And finally, I got tired of getting in trouble for throwing rocks and decided what I could do was actually toss the rock up in the air and hit it with a baseball bat. I had an aluminum baseball bat that would hit that rock and it would make a clink sound And I would see how far I could hit those rocks. And, of course, they're going out in the yard and there's trouble for lawnmowers and everything else. But then I decided one day, I wonder if I could get my aim so good that I could throw up a rock and hit it and actually hit the light pole with the rock by batting it with a bat. I thought, this is great. Only I hit the rock and it sailed up, up, up and hit the light and broke it. Broke the street light. And uh not only did I bust the streetlight, but then I got busted in other ways later, because I was doing what my parents told me not to do. You know, have you ever done something that you knew you were not supposed to do? I mean we all have, right? You you, you say you, you know you're not supposed to do this, but you go ahead and do it anyway. Well Jesus says there's some things we're supposed to not do. And our question is what do we do when we get tied up in those things anyway? So we're calling this kind of series for the next few weeks Tied Up in Knots, N O T S. Knots. And 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 we're going to talk today, you know, the first thing that comes to our mind is probably when it comes to Jesus and we think about church and and, and religion and Christianity is Jesus says, sin not. And we're going to talk about that today. But he also says, judge not. And we're going to hit that one along the way over the next few weeks. And we like that one because we, as a culture, we like to be reminded, oh, we shouldn't judge others. Uh, But Jesus also tells us to fear not and worry not doubt not so we're going to hit all those things all these topics over the next few weeks and today we start with jesus tells us to sin not and so we're in john chapter 8. And we're going to read the first 12 verses of John chapter 8 uh, in our time together today. Now, to give you the, kind of the backstory or set the scene, Jesus has been teaching all around Jerusalem. And he's teaching the radical love of, of God and the radical love that he shows and that he is in, you know, inspiring others to love with this kind of radical love. And it's during the Passover time. So there's crowds of people that are just everywhere in, in the town. And there's a debate that, that starts among the crowds about Jesus. Is Jesus the Messiah? Could he be the Messiah? Well, uh, he can't be the Messiah. He's from Galilee. You know, you know, nothing good comes from Galilee. You know, and they had this debate going. About, did you hear what he said? Do you hear how, how he teaches? And no one else teaches with such wisdom. And you hear the questions he asked. Do you hear how he asks questions and how he answers the questions that are asked to him? And could he? Could he be? could he be the Messiah? And so... There was these leaders called the, the priests, the, the priests and the Pharisees, which were a religious uh, sect, kind of like a denomination of their day, and they wanted to find a way to get rid of Jesus without causing a riot, because they knew Jesus was growing in popularity, and if they were just to come in and, and try to try to get rid of him, that it would cause a big stink, a big riot, and so how do we do this without it? So they wanted to trick him and trap him, and get him to say something against, against their religious law or against their ancestors, specifically maybe against the Torah or against Moses, and so So what they did was they came to him in John chapter 8 with this scenario, and, well, let's just read it, and we can dig into it. John 8, uh, verse 1. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. And as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. And Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They just, uh, they just kept demanding an answer. So he stood up and again, again and he said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. And then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? And she said, No, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. And Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So here's our big idea. And it's that verse right there, verse 12. Following Jesus leads out of darkness and into light and life. And so let's build on that in the next few minutes together and, and see what do we do when we get tied up in knots, when we get up tied up in the knot of sin. Well, the first thing you have to do, that, that we have to do, that I have to do and you, is if we're going to get untied from from sin we have to turn the direction of your heart you have to turn the direction of your heart now let me ask this question to you what is sin I mean, how would you divine, define it because we have a lot of different ideas and there's no clear like well the bible gives us a definition of sin um so how might you define what that word means well imagine you have a rock or a stone or maybe you want to grab one real quick and grab a stone and, and a rock and just hold it and 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 feel it feel that stone how does it feel there's there's it's there's a hardness to it there's a heaviness it it may even be like the the one i have is is it's very coarse there's a coarseness to to this you may have a smooth stone i don't i have a very coarse stone you may even feel like you know what i've got this stone in my hand now and i just i just want to throw it i just want i just feel like throwing this stone been in this this quarantine, I've been in this pandemic, I've been in this uh, stay-at-home and social distancing and all this for so long, I'm just going to throw this stone. Well, here's what sin is. God's heart is to bring love and joy and peace into the lives of those missing his love, joy, and peace. That's God's heart. God's heart is full of grace, and God's heart is turned towards people. Sin is the opposite of that. Sin is the opposite of the heart of God. Sin is the opposite of a heart turned towards grace and towards people, because that is opposite of the heart of God. That's really what sin is. Sin is like, it's, like, it's heavy, like this stone. Well, teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman who caught, was caught in sin of adultery. And initially, they didn't say anything wrong, actually. There's nothing wrong with calling sin exactly what it is. Something we hear a lot, though, is, well, yeah, well, yeah that is sin, but you've got to hate the sin but love the sinner. Right? You probably heard that. Maybe even said it. Hate the sin, but love the sinner. And where we often miss the mark with that, where we fell in that, is that it it, it doesn't acknowledge that there's a problem here. Sin is a heart issue, not simply behavior. Okay? Sin is a heart issue. It's not simply behavior. And when we say hate the sin, but love the sinner, we're saying hate the behavior, but love the heart. Well, well, we have a heart issue here. We have a heart issue here. And, and, And so sin... A hard issue, not not a behavior, becomes a part of a person's identity. And how can you say we love a person but hate their identity? So it's a challenge for sure. But so so the Pharisees come and they like we want to know what you say because here's what the law says. So what does the law say? And the Pharisees are experts in the law. That's that's what they did. The Torah was what the ex the Pharisees were all about. Well, if you, if you look in Torah, Leviticus 20.10 gives this passage. If a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both the man and the woman who have committed adultery must be put to death. So this woman is guilty. Nobody denied that. Jesus didn't deny that she's guilty of sin. She doesn't deny it. And you can call her a home wrecker, an adulteress, a hussy. You can even call her a whore. It, wouldn't, it would be true. It wouldn't be nice, but it would be true. And like most sin, adultery is a sin against God and a sin against other people. And like most sin, Jesus didn't regard adultery as a sin you commit, but something that exists in your heart. Because look what he says in Matthew 5.27 in the Sermon on the Mount. You have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart heart. He says, this is something, sin is something that exists in your heart. Now, when we encounter sin, a wrong perpetrated upon someone else or perpetrated upon ourselves, the natural we desire is for justice and justice must be served. Now, and if we're being honest, we want revenge. Now, in this case of the story that we read today, it's clearly that there's no interest in justice. The stone throwing was already happening with malicious intent to to discredit Jesus but to do it at this woman's expense when it comes to our words stones are often get thrown before we even pick up a rock hurtful words and actions fly from a heart that is hard and heavy and coarse and it's far from a heart that is not uh, from from the heart of God it, you know these kind of stones words and actions that are hurtful fly from a heart that is not in line with the heart of God now Sin destroys the lives of those Jesus loves. And in essence, sin is the corruption of God's creation. To see others as Jesus does, though, is to see through, through the heart of God. Recognize the corruption, but still love the creation. Recognize the, corru- the, the corruption, but still love the creation. <coughs> Excuse me made a little allergy going here. <laughs> so we might come down hard on these despicable Pharisees. Oh, those Pharisees, they're despicable. Except if we're being honest, are we really much that different? I pray that we are, but, but haven't most of us at one point or another just pushed to get our way? Like, this is the way it is. This is the way I want it to be, and this is the way it's going to be. And we push to get our way. We turn the direction of our heart away from the heart of God. And what we need to do is turn the direction of your heart towards the heart of God. Now when it comes to getting untied from this knot specifically this knot of sin we understand that there's stones that we pick up and we're 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 uh, li- liable to throw them but we also just get weighed down because we pick up these stones and heavy stuff can weigh you down Let's let's stay in this thought for a minute heavy stuff can weigh you down years ago we lived in South Florida just a few miles from the beach and one of our favorite things obviously as a family was to go have time at the beach and when my son Christian who was really he was probably 7 or 8 years old at the time we would go to the beach and we would play and throw a football and do what we called wave crashing which is, which is body surfing only without doing much surfing you actually just get knocked over a lot and we were <laughs> we would play a lot build sand castles and you know work on the tan and have a lot of fun um, and he, you know here he was and we loved to pick up shells. And I actually have a pretty decent um, seashell collection. Uh, and and so you know, he would have these you know, swimming trunks with these big pockets on them and, and, and pile these uh, small, really smooth rocks from the from the surf and small shells and big shells if he found some in his pockets. And so you could even, you would hear him coming because of the shells were rattling the wet shells in his wet pockets on his swimming trunks. And what you're doing, you know, you're just Hoping they don't, he was weighed down. He's walking all, all like waddling over to you, and you're just hoping his his pants don't just fall all the way down because they're so weighted. Well, heavy stuff can weigh you down. Haven't we all done some things we dis we desired instead of what God desires? That's how we get with heavy. God doesn't want you to walk around with heavy stuff weighing you down, but when we do what we want instead of seeking what God desires for us. We get weighted down. So how do you know the difference? To Jesus they come and they say, the law says stone her. What say you? Now now, Jesus knew the hearts. He knew their hearts. He knew their hearts were far from the heart of God. He knew their real intent was to trap him. He simply stooped down and he wrote with his dust in the finger. Now this is where every time I've ever heard this story talked about or preached or preached on, uh, taught on or preached on, <laughs> then Always, there's always this pause. Like, okay, what did he write? What did he write? That's what the question always comes up. What did he write in the sand? And the truth is, nobody knows. I mean, think about it though. Maybe he wrote Leviticus 20:10. Maybe he wrote, "If a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both the man and the woman who've committed adultery must be put to death." Maybe he wrote that with a little follow-up. Where is the man? That would be a good question, right? It takes two to tango. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make a thing go wrong where's the man or maybe he's when he's writing a sin maybe he's listing the sin of the accusers own lives like you brought her, and here's here's like these sins, and these are the 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 very sins of these accusers. I don't maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe he just drew an emoji smiley face with you know hashtag idiots and an arrow pointing over to the to the Pharisees. I don't know, but I love this part of the story because Jesus stood up and he said, "Let the one who never sinned throw the first stone." Then he stooped down to write in the dust again. And one by one they dropped their stones and they slipped away, beginning with the oldest. Now to me that's an interesting detail. I mean, don't you don't you find that interesting? It that that, that, that John takes the time to it. They, they they walked away they dropped their stones and they slipped away beginning with the oldest now why beginning with the oldest what what's the what's the point here was it because they have had more years so they've collected more sin and so the ones with the most sin can recognize it first <laughs> maybe that's true or maybe just simply the oldest were the leaders so the younger accusers there were just waiting for their cue like whatever the older ones do will follow them maybe that's the point. Our, 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 As I kind of prefer to believe, I don't know, but I kind of believe that with age comes a certain maturity. And a maturity to know that we all can carry heavy stuff, we all carry junk, we all get tied up in knots, and we all need a Savior. Spiritual maturity begins with realizing we all need a Savior. Romans 3.23 reminds us, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. So we all need a Savior. Now, we tend to gravitate toward the philosophy that no sin is greater than the other, while at times, though, we act and we behave as if some sin, is, are, some sins are greater. Like, you know, we kind of do this to kind of justify ourselves. Well, surely my sin isn't as bad as theirs. You know, at least I'm not a, you know, whatever. We measure our sins and we compare ourselves with others so we don't feel so bad about ourselves. And, when we, and, and so when we pick up stones and throw them, and usually we use our words to do this, we, we are more guilty of, uh, of, of transgressing the heart of God. It's like this is just as much a sin as what you're doing. Throwing the stones may is the greater sin. Some stones that we throw, are, there's are, our words, words of gossip. Words of gossip are stones that we throw. And chances are that you've probably felt how hard the stones of gossip hits. And it hurts. Now, how could love cause that kind of pain? How how can you love someone and gossip about them? Because you're hurling the stones of gossip with your words. Words of judgment are also the stones we throw. It hurts to be judged unfairly, doesn't it? I mean, you've probably had experience where you've been judged unfairly. The thing is, when we're the one doing the judging, we seldom believe that we're judging unfairly. Now, in a couple of weeks, we're going to hit on judge not. We'll go deeper into that. But words of judgment are stones that we throw. And also, words of harshness. Words of harshness are stones that we throw. Just like this woman was, was a sinner. And they didn't, you know, nothing wrong with saying, well, this is what you did was sin. Because it was. But that's how they did it. And what they did was culturally relevant. It was culturally acceptable for the day. And I get that. We should understand that. This was something that they did. They would bring them into the public place, strip them naked, and when judged guilty, stone them until they die. Right. But just because something is true doesn't mean it's necessary to cause injury with how you say it. We We are not that same. We're not that culture today. We might follow the way of Jesus instead of the way of the culture. We might be so we might be tempted to cause injury to others by how we throw them, and then we because we are tempted to justify ourselves by thinking well saying saying things isn't so bad as the stuff if they do. if I say things and use my word, it's not as bad as what they do and and, and Jesus reminds us it's a hard issue, so it's sin. It's a heart issue. It's not simply a behavior. So it's sin. Sin is sin is sin. And here's what God's word says to us in John James one twenty six. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you're you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. That's it. That's pretty simple. So remember, once you let that stone fly, we're talking about our words here. Once you let it fly, you can't control where it goes. You can't control who it hurts. So don't throw stones because we all get tangled up in the knot of sin. But here's the great news. Here's the great news. Jesus takes the stones. We carry stuff. We pick up stuff that can weigh us down. But Jesus takes the stone. For me... When I think about the heavy stuff that I carry around, I man, I'll pick up a stone and and I'll be weighted down, and I'll so I'll set it down. And what I do then is is I pick up another one. Maybe I'll set that down, or maybe I I pick up the same stone, the same I carry the same heavy burden over and over and over again. I set it down, but then I pick it up. I set it down, and then I realize something also about myself. I'm guilty of throwing stones. I keep picking them up, and I keep you know throwing them, using my Facebook or my my internet, my, my social media, many times to throw stones. And I don't mean to. I don't really think about it throwing stones until I step back and go, man, this is a heart issue and this is actually sin. Throwing stones, hurling insults, throwing judgment and harsh words and gossip, this is sin. And I'm tied up in it again. And then I'll set it down. And you know what? Every time, if I go through this process, I set it down. And you know what? I'm better for a while. Actually, I'm I'm much better until I'm not. Are you tracking with me? So here's the thing. Jesus wants to change all of that. Jesus doesn't want to make you better. He wants to make you new. He doesn't want to make me better. He wants to make me new. He wants to take your sin and mine and get rid of it and transform us, leading us out of darkness and into the life that we were created to live. So this woman is called in an inappropriate sexual relationship, and she's brought before Jesus, and Jesus didn't say, Well, it's okay. Everyone sins. You know, He didn't say, Hey, guys, don't judge her just because she sins differently than you do. He didn't say, Hey, you know what? We're all sinners, and we sin every day. He said, go and sin no more. He said, I, I, I don't condemn you. Now go and sin no more. He says, sin not. So she left different. She left new. She left forgiven, not condemned. I love Romans 8, 1. It says, you, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Think about this. Jesus says, Let the one who's never, ca- never sinned cast the first stone. Who is the one who's never sinned? It's Jesus himself. The one who never sinned is Jesus himself. He basically says to these religious leaders, these Pharisees and the, these, these, these experts in the Torah, he's like, Let the Messiah throw the first stone. Let the Son of God throw the first stone. Let the sinless one throw the first stone. And you know what? I'm not throwing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to throw a stone. Because of the amazing grace of God, it's that Jesus says this over each and every one of us when we come and we belong to Him. He says, Let the one without sin throw the first stone. And guess what? I'm not throwing the stone. I love you. And I want you to go and sin. No. More. So Jesus frees us from sin. Now what exactly does that mean? Let's wrap this up with like kind of digging in for just a minute. Uh, what does it mean that Jesus frees us from sin? Well, as we've already seen, in Jesus there's freedom from condemnation. And and that means punishment. Like, like it's freedom from the punishment that accompanies sin. Now the scriptures make it clear actually it's a it's a it's kind of a universal concept in the world religions that the the the, uh, the wages of sin is death. That's that's scripturally the Bible quotes it that way the wages of sin is death. But if we look universally at religions around the world, it's like the, the gods demand a blood sacrifice because there's sin in the camp or sin among the people. The gods demand it. So this is not an exclusively Christian concept, but it is only Jesus that really frees us from condemnation and the punishment of the sin that comes with it comes from that sin. So also, Jesus in, in Jesus, there's freedom from the slavery to sin. A lot of people just have this, this thing where I just can't help myself. This is what I do. This is who I am. This is, this is, I just can't help it. Jesus transforms us and he gives us this new reality. No, I don't have to do this. I'm not a slave to this. I'm not a slave to this. I don't have to carry this rock around. I don't have to stay tied up in this. I don't have to be this way. Jesus frees us from the slavery to sin. And in Jesus, there's freedom from a heart of sin. Jesus transforms us by giving us a new heart, a heart turned toward the heart of God. Jesus says, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness anymore because you will live the light. You will have the light that leads to life. He takes our sin, our selfishness, our hardened and heavy and coarse hearts and he takes our destructive words and our tendency to create drama and stir up division and Jesus takes the stones you've been carrying and stones that you've been throwing and stones that have been thrown at you and he makes all things new. Following Jesus leads out of darkness and into light and life. So what is your next steps? You know, I would say right now if you're if you're hearing this if you're listening to this and and you are like man my heart is not turned towards the heart of God I realize this I am a sinner I I I I am yes confess any sin weighing you down right now be forgiven know that you are forgiven in Jesus' name don't confess it to, to, to me or to you know not, not to this you know this sermon, but to the God of all creation to Jesus the Lord and Savior You're saying, Jesus, I am sorry, I agree with you I confess i this is sin in my life I'm a sinner and I want to be changed I want to be different I want to be new I don't just want to be better I want to be new. So take that step and begin to follow Jesus. Now, chances are, you're listening to this and you're probably a follower. You're probably a, a believer. You're probably a Christian because Christians listen to sermons. And I would say to you, if you've taken that step, what's your next step? Are you holding any stones? Are you ha- Do you have any any words that you've been guilty of throwing at others? Gossip, judgment, or harshness? Do you throw them at others? Drop those stones and be free. May God bless you. Lord, thank you so much for uh, forgiving us. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the heart. Your heart would just turn towards us, Lord, that we can uh, we can. S- Know that we have a God who didn't just create us, but who sustains us. And you sustain us with love and grace and mercy and joy. And, Lord, if our hearts don't have that, then our hearts are far from you. And so, Lord, even if we're in the midst of, of, of painful times and difficult times, and then we, maybe we're in the midst of depression or anxiety, or maybe we've got some anger that's built up, and maybe we have a right to be. And, Lord, you understand all of that. But, in the midst of this, Lord, you have, you, you have done what you've done through Jesus Christ to redeem us and restore us, reconcile us to Yourself. And so, Lord, may we just take our hearts now and they not be hardened anymore, but renewed and turned towards Your heart. Give us a new heart. Give us Your heart, Lord. Because, Lord, it's 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 one thing to pray, Lord, make us better, but, Lord, I'm praying now Lord, You would make us new. Lord, if there's any of us who are struggling with sin we're tied up in sin lord help us help us to get help (laughs) help us lord by forgiving us and keeping our eyes and our hearts turned towards you as we thank you for the freedom from this sin and from the punishment of sin and from the, the the condemnation of this sin and from the slavery to this sin Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. And Lord, if we're holding something against someone else, Lord, we pray right now, you would help us drop the stones. And that stone may be hard, difficult to drop, and maybe they deserve it. Maybe in our thoughts and our mind that they've done something, they deserve us to throw the stones at them. But Lord, help us to not necessarily just be about what somebody deserves, but to have a heart of, like you have, a heart full of grace that's turned towards people. And so help us, Lord, in your strength to drop those stones. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. Grace and peace be with you. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Church LA.